is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Let's go. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Recapping a thrilling Monday night football game and, of course, Get you ready for the waiver wire in week five. And of course, Le'Veon Bell is coming back. We got a big show today, guys. Who's pumped? Say, say of course one more time. Of course. Well, let me let me weave it in naturally. Actually, let me just. I'll figure out a natural way to throw. Of course you would. Of you're course. such a great host. There you. Thank of you course. very much. Of course, of course he is. Uh, this so podcast is getting off course. What did you? <laughs> oh, that was good. That's good. What did you think of that finish last night? The last play of the game before the kneel down. I thought. I thought the hook and lateral call was a great call. What else are you going to do? It would have worked like that. perfectly if it, it looked like maybe Emmanuel Sanders didn't know they were running that play. <laughs> but other than that, I thought it was, it was brilliant. It just didn't quite work. I would like to see Sutton get out of bounds. <laughs> yeah. Maybe try to do another play. Well, he couldn't have gotten out of bounds from there. Well, he could have if he, he might have. He needed to gain the 10 yards. And get out of no, bounds. he had no chance to get out of bounds unless he had ran a different route, but they could have spiked the ball. Maybe they had about 12 seconds. They could have spiked the ball, got another playoff. Listen, is this the thing we're going to talk about from last night's game? <laughs> what, the left-handed pass? I want to get into Jeff Hireman's seven targets. <laughs> well, you, you know, the Broncos are pretty bad, or the Chiefs rather are pretty bad against tight ends, so keep that in mind, Austin. It's very in Jenkins. Um, he's not necessarily a big waiver wire priority, but his teammate TJ Yeldon is. And of course, big Le'Veon Bell news, Jameis Winston news, Rob Gronkowski news, a lot of injuries to talk about. All right, let's get to it. Top three waiver wire priorities for week five. Who we got? Anyone. So, of course. Uh, TJ Yeldon talk. is one. Yeldon. Then I think it depends what you need. But uh-huh. in the vacuum, I would say Yeldon one, D.D. Westbrook two, Blake Bortles three. Go Jaguars. Wow. Jaguars all the way. I'm going to throw the Titans DST up there as a big priority. 53% owned at the Bills. The Bills have been sacked 21 times in four games, and the Titans have three or four sacks in three straight games. So I, they will be a big priority for me, I'm sure, and probably just a one-week thing. They have Baltimore the following week and then at the Chargers and then a bye. Uh, so some Jaguars, Titans, DST, anything else, Dave Heath? In PPR, if you have running back problems and TJ Yeldon's already owned, which he is in a majority of leagues, Hines could be phenomenal in this game. They no T.Y. Hilton. They're going to have to throw the ball 50 times. I, I think Hines would maybe my top priority in PPR leagues where Yeldon's already owned. If I own Kareem Hunt, I'm definitely getting Naheem Hines to go hunt in Hines. I want to catch up. Think I get that? Oh, oh okay, <laughs> okay, okay. Thank you. That was, that was my dad joke for <laughs> When you have to explain it, it's actually a pretty good joke. <laughs> that is a good joke. Excuse me, uh, Dave. Who are you looking at on the waiver wire? I mean, all the big names have already been said, but I I think uh, Kiki QT is very interesting, especially if Will Fuller ends up not playing this week. Um, he and Fuller are kind of the same guy: small, fast, real fast. Um, but QT's got good hands. Fuller's proven to have good hands. He didn't come out of college that way. Did we talk about Taiwan Taylor yet? Taiwan. Taiwan Taiwan. Taiwan. Just as long as you get him on your team. Tay Tay. He's <laughs> he looks like he's gonna end up being that number two guy now in, in Tennessee. Oh he is. I yeah. don't think it looks like he is. 
Interesting how we not did not say Tariq Cohen. There's he's one of many um, guys that are on a bye this week that are good ads. And there's only two teams on a bye, but there are a lot of but, waiver wire options from those two teams. But are you are you, I'm not, but are you guys falling for him as the new guy in Chicago? No, but he this is I mean, this is extreme, but this is the the hope you had for him going into the season was being heavily involved as a pass catcher, getting a handful of touches, and we didn't see it in the preseason. We didn't see it in the first three weeks. You know, it started to happen a little bit in week three, but you know, he could he could certainly be uh, in that Chris Thompson. You know, I'd, I'd put him behind James White, but you know those those guys that can help you in PPR leagues for sure. Yeah, that's Tariq Cohen. We got the drop meter coming up later. Of course, Jameis Winston is probably someone that you might want to stash. He's got. A great matchup coming out of the bye at Atlanta, who currently allows the fourth most fantasy points to quarterbacks, and Winston is 34% owned. There really are a lot of quarterbacks that are playing well or have good matchups or both. Uh, we'll talk about Joe Flacco, Mariota, uh, Derek Carr. <clears throat> Derek Carr with um, the Chargers this week, and they allow the ninth most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. So you shouldn't have trouble finding a quarterback that you're comfortable with this week. All right, so just to recap, TJ Yeldon for sure, uh, Taewon Taylor, Kiki QT in deeper leagues, Titans DST, DD Westbrook, Dante Moncrief, oh, we didn't mention him, Blake Bortles, yeah, the Jaguars basically, and, uh, who else, and, Buck, uh, oh, Tariq Cohen, that's what I'm, I said Buck Allen, he's like 80% owned, you might be able to get Buck Allen in some of your leagues as well. But the waiver wire might be secondary to the Le'Veon Bell news, he is expected to report to the team, in week eight, or week seven, that is their bye. Be ready for week eight. So what is your reaction to Le'Veon Bell's supposed return? Joy and happiness because he's sitting on my bench in a bunch of leagues. Absolutely. And there's still a little bit of ball game left to be played. He could still get traded. The Steelers could get petty and say, well, you held out for a while, and now we're going to – Put you on the exemption list. So there, I don't know what they're going to do. But what I think they should do, since they're ranked 28th in rushing, is bring Le'Veon Bell back, say, we're going to let bygones be bygones. Let's play some football. And that's exactly what fantasy owners should hope for. It'll come several weeks sooner than the deadline for him to return. Hopefully he doesn't change his mind. And it's opened up the trade window again. Now his value has bounced back up. James Connors is in the tank. And if you've got Le'Veon Bell and you're two and two or worse, maybe now's the time to try and quote unquote sell high on him, knowing that you need to get a few more wins to try and compete in your league. And and I know schedule has never mattered for Le'Veon Bell, but it is brutal when he comes back. Browns, Ravens, Panthers, Jags, Broncos. You can run on the Broncos. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's all bad for him. You can run on the Browns too. Yep. Um, here's the other thing. Let's say I'm four and zero or three and one, and I don't have Le'Veon. Maybe now's the time to try and turn the roster into a monster. Do we think he just gets the workload that he was complaining about before? This I, game? I think it totally comes down to what they have in James Conner when he when when Le'Veon reports. Because if Conner continues to stink it up, then yes. But if Connor bounces back, then maybe not. It's a big week for Connor. They've got the, the Falcons at home. It's a very good, good matchup. Week. Falcons allow the fifth most fantasy points to running backs. And 
Yeah, so right now, you, I know that we're going to say, well, it depends on this, it depends on that, but I'm just going to ask you, right now, do you think Le'Veon Bell, beginning in week eight, will be one of the elite players in fantasy? Not beginning in week eight. Not beginning in week eight, but week ten. I was going to say beginning of week nine, maybe. Well, we, we saw it last year. You know, he got off to a slow start, and that was just with missing preseason. You know, he's missed uh, preseason, training camp. You know, by that point, it'll be two months of the season. I only have Bell in two leagues where I can't do trades. So I have not been. Can't to- do trades? Yeah. Well, Scott Fishbowl. Oh. Um, I can't remember what the other one is, but anyway, I have not been able to t- trade him. I would probably try to trade him. But for but what? It though? depends on what you get. I, I mean, I would aim high. Yes. I wouldn't give him up for nothing. Like I, before this news, I had an offer that I, I sent to get Carlos Hyde trading away Le'Veon Bell to the James Conner owner. And got not, never responded to the trade, but I'm assuming that was a no. And so I pulled the offer yesterday as soon as I saw it because I don't want Carlos Hyde now. I'd rather have Le'Veon Bell and wait this out. Would you take Fournette or Dalvin Cook for Le'Veon Bell? No. Would you take Joe Mixon for Le'Veon Bell? Yes. Would you take David Johnson for Le'Veon Bell? I'm worried about David Johnson, and I would take David Johnson. I would also take David Johnson. Would you take Adam Thielen or Le'Veon Bell in a non-PPR? Thielen. Thielen. I would also take Thielen. This is a fun game. Let's keep going. If I were 4-0, I would take Le'Veon over, say, David Johnson probably. Well, you'd probably take him over all those guys. Uh, Yeah. How about this one? Yeah. Le'Veon Bell or Odell Beckham? Which side of the trade in a non-PPR do you want to Beckham. be on? Um, Beckham. That one was closer for me, but it's Beckham. I, I've got the trade chart open. This is all in line with the trade chart. Gotcha. All right, so hopefully we get Le'Veon Bell back in week eight and uh, end, this, end this saga, end this drama. And, you know, it's just funny to see this reaction that, oh, man, the Steelers really needed Le'Veon Bell on, on Sunday against Baltimore. They had scored... 37 points and 30 points in the two previous games. They're coming off a bad game, and maybe that's a little bit of an overreaction. But Connor's obviously not as good as Le'Veon Bell. And and hopefully having—I think that Le'Veon on the field will help Antonio Brown. I don't know if that makes any sense, but I it it just feels that way to me. You take a little attention away from him and just make the offense better. Well, it's also—there's there's two things to it still. First, you're getting the offensive line healthy. You know, they need to get the Castro back at 100%. They, they were back. They were all healthy. At 100%, though. I mean, okay. you know, he's he's playing hurt. Um, and he probably will play hurt all year, but still. Uh, the other side of it is is that if they do – part of the reason this this theory of Bell coming back in Week 7 is his salary gets reduced each week, and now teams that have some salary cap space can trade for him. One of those teams floated out there is the Dolphins, and they can afford him come Week 7. They can't afford him now. And that's a good point because that doesn't mean right now, if you're the James Conner owner, that his value is definitely going to go in the tank because they could trade Le'Veon Bell. It's in the tank at this moment. Well, no, it, he's it still a starting well, you, running you, back. You missed your sell high window. You could still sell him or keep him. Keep him. That's what I'm saying. You yeah. Can keep him. I mean, look, if he if, if somebody wants a two-week rental and wants to get him against the Falcons, go trade for him. Yeah. Don't give up a lot for him, but sure. go trade for him. It, yeah. Um, I think you could also trade for him if you have Le'Veon Bell on your bench. Now's and, the time and to get him. Cheap. Dynasty and, and keeper leagues, you want to keep James Conner because he most likely will be their starter next year. Oh um, wow, you think so? See, I think mm-hmm. I think we jumped to conclusions when we said that earlier in the year because I just he doesn't look that good right now. I think that's a TBD. 
Well, but the, but Fair. what I'm saying is he might, he might be their starting running back rest of season. They might trade Le'Veon Bell. So I, you know, you could definitely acquire him as a two week rental with a possibility that he's still the starter if they sure, trade but, Le'Veon. But I, I, I was but giving an example. Give I made a trade in one league to get Le'Veon Bell and then I was trying to get, I'm sorry, to get, yes, to get Le'Veon Bell and then I was trying to get James Conner. And I was willing to overpay for James Conner just to have this backfield locked up. There's no way I'm going to give the same offer that I did at the time, which was giving up AJ Green and Lamar Miller to get James Conner and, and Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, James Conner and Sanders. What was it? Green and Miller for Conner and Sanders. AJ Green. Oh, right, right. No, of I'm course, not. of course. Yeah, James Conner's value is definitely down. Sure. I'm just saying, I don't want our listeners to see this news. Le'Veon Bell's coming back and not at least consider the possibility that they may still trade him. I'm not saying we expect that. Most likely scenario is he's Le'Veon Bell's on the Steelers in week eight. Right? Yes. yes. But yes. it's not impossible that they're fed up with him, that they trade him, and that they ride, ride it out with James Conner. So just, just, that just needs to be said, I think. So, so you don't think you are completely doomed if you have Conner, uh, once the buy comes around. Alright, some guys that could be available in your league that we are not going to talk about, uh, on today's show most likely, cause they are too owned, but keep an eye out for Javoris Allen. As another fumble for Alex Collins, it's been addressed by John Harbaugh. That's two fumbles this year for Collins. Allen's 80% owned. Aaron Jones, 82% owned. Bilal Powell, Latavius Murray, these guys are available. Uh, John Brown, 80% owned. <laughs> he would be a big-time priority for me if he were available in any of my leagues. And he is in one of our 12-team leagues. John Brown. Jordy Nelson, Keelan Cole. 81% owned Keelan Cole. Geronimo Allison, 78% owned. He's dealing with a concussion, unfortunately. Uh, Corey Davis, 84% owned. Quincy Anunwa, 78. Some of those guys might slip through the cracks. You never know. Um, if you saw TJ Yeldon and Aaron Jones on your waiver wire, who would you prioritize? Yeldon. It's Yeldon if I need somebody now. It's Jones if I need somebody three plus weeks. Yeah, I think Yeldon's going to be better probably the next two weeks. Uh, so if you need a starter, he's the guy. Could be longer. It could be. I, I do think Jones is going to be better down the stretch. I want to talk to you about FanDuel, and TJ Yeldon's probably going to be a pretty popular play this week against the Kansas City Chiefs, and it makes a lot of sense. But we got so a little bit of an update to our FanDuel contest, fanduel.com slash FFT. That's still the URL. This week we are running a free contest with FanDuel, and we're giving away $1,000 in prizes, and this is exclusive for our FFT listeners, first place takes home $100. So it is now free at FanDuel.com slash FFT. And you can still get your $20 bonus on your first deposit. So if you've never tried FanDuel, this is a perfect, perfect opportunity for you to get on there, get a $20 bonus with your first deposit, and play for free at FanDuel.com slash FFT. I hope you all have been having a good time. It's been really cool to just have FanDuel. Give out $500 to one winner every week. This week it'll be $100 to first place, uh, but there will be more prizes. And, uh, again, it's free at FanDuel.com slash FFT. Let's give it a shot, people. Let's make a first deposit. Let's get a $20 bonus, and let's join that free roll at FanDuel.com slash FFT. All right, sneak peek at each position. Just give me a few names. We'll get to them in more depth later. But uh, a few names at quarterback this week, guys. Blake Bortles, Joe Flacco. Uh, if you need somebody long-term, Jameis Winston, Mariota, Carr. I wouldn't be afraid of Prescott this week in a deeper two-quarterback league. Do you see any potential in Derek Carr that he could have? Uh, that he, he he and Jameis could maybe be in the same boat as 
look, Bortles, Flacco, these guys kind of feel like streamers. Um, but maybe Winston and Carr, then another tier? I think Carr is the potential to. What we've seen over the past few weeks, before week four, was that he was just missing touchdowns from the equation. And he got him this week, and look at what he did. It was pretty incredible. And I imagine the Raiders are going to be in a lot of high-scoring games. So I'm I'm intrigued by Derek Carr, and uh, and I think as long as he continues to play like this and the offense around him stays healthy, he could end up being not bad. He could be in that Carson Wentz range of uh, low end number one, high end number two, with Gus into the number one <laughs> range. Uh, Gus. All right. So Bortles, Flacco, Winston, Mariota, Carr. Keep an eye on them. Also, Andy Dalton. I think is like seventy eight percent owned. So and he's he's my number one. At- out of all these guys. So if he's there, get him. I feel like this is a, and this is just gut talking. This is a letdown spot for him. Everything's been going well two out of the last three weeks. He's at home, should dominate this opponent. This is when Andy Dalton, this is when he comes out and plays like bad Andy. I don't know. Dolphins are so beat up. I know it doesn't make sense when you look at the matchup, but it just, it feels like this is the same feeling I had about the Dolphins going into Foxborough last week. Like they're just going to get paddled. And I feel like that this is Andy Dalton getting paddled. I'm really interested to see how the Dolphins respond because I, I don't think it's fair to call them frauds after getting blown out in New England. Like they're frauds if you thought they were going to compete for the for the AFC to go to the Super Bowl. Okay, we didn't think that, but I thought they'd I thought they'd be pretty bad this year. And I a lot of teams get blown out at New England, so I, I think this is really interesting week for them. I hope they can respond. I don't I don't know. I, I kind of like the Dolphins. I want people. You're, you're a Dolphins fan. You no, have two teams: I'm the not. Giants and the Dolphins. That's not true at all. But yeah. I, I don't like people ragging on them for for losing to the Patriots. All right, running back, sneak peek at running back. Well, Yeldon's number one. That goes without saying. I think Hines and PPR, like we talked about, is good. Um, there's some interesting names to stash. Cohen is a, a lot stash. Of them. A lot of them. Jones, Ronald Jones is a stash. Robert Turbin is a stash. Nick Chubb is a stash, and not necessarily in that order. In fact, it might be. Chubb, Jones, Turbin, in that order. Don't as far forget, as and don't forget Foreman, Dante Foreman, Deontay Foreman, Dante Foreman, Deontay, 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 yeah, <laughs> Mister Foreman. You said it six times. The Jerry yeah. Foreman, Deontay Foreman, Nick Chubb, Naeem Hines, Ronald Jones, T.J. Yeldon, and a missing one that we had mentioned there. Oh, Robert Turbin. Okay, that's a sneak peek at running back. Sneak peek at wide receiver. Uh, JD Westbrook, there's good names here as well. Let's say like there are seemingly every week. Westbrook, Taewon Taylor, and Kiki QT, well, I think were their three best for this week. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Taylor Gabriel is a good, again, somebody from the Bears or the Bucks that you can't use this week, but I think will be good after this week. Do you buy the Chiefs defense actually has not been that bad against wide receivers? Keenan Allen and Juju Smith-Schuster are the only wide receivers with double-digit fantasy points in non-PPR against the Chiefs, and that is the Jaguars' matchup this week. Do you think that's just kind of fluky? Because they've been like kind of middle of the pack against receivers. Well, I mean, they played the 49ers without Goodwin, right? Uh, Goodwin Goodwin played there. caught a touchdown, actually. Um, but Antonio Brown didn't have that good of a game. Emmanuel Sanders, Demarius well, I mean, Thomas. Antonio Brown doesn't have good games anymore. He's really. the number two on the Steelers. <laughs> and the, the Broncos guys are both terrible. So I thought the Chiefs defense looked a little better last night against the pass because Ford and Houston were getting after the quarterback. But they, they're still bad. Ford it's left with a groin injury in the fourth quarter as well. 
All right, it's not you know, like last week. I think was a more exciting wide receiver week, but all but Chris Godwin is still available in a lot of leagues, so he's someone you could stash in his. So is Antonio Callaway. Yep, Callaway. Uh, tight end, sneak peek at tight end. Very excited about Vance McDonald. Yeah, this game is going to be a bonanza. Oh hey. Hey now. <laughs> now I have to I, tr- I try to do this each week is say the most obvious bonanza early in the week so then maybe you feel like you can't say it because somebody already did. They're, uh, that is, that is a pretty obvious bonanza. Crap. Yeah, I do feel that way. Well done. But I, we have to be in sync though. You know what my, uh, my reaction to that, Heath, is? <sighs> I, I do. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to play the music. Uh, so, yeah, Vance McDonald, if you need a, a guy just for the future, Cameron Brait is a great option. I'm excited. And same for Hurst and Olsen. Oh, right. So what's the deal with O.J. Howard? He's out two to four weeks with a MCL sprain. Um, I don't know if that includes their bye week as part of the two to four. <laughs> so um, hopefully it's uh, it's just missing week six and he's back in week seven. But Look, they, that's a position they can have him rest to make sure he's healthy. And it's kind of like when you're in high school and you're at a party and you're with your girlfriend and her ex-boyfriend was there and you didn't ever want to leave her with her ex-boyfriend in the same room and go somewhere else during the party. Like O.J. Howard just left Jameis with his ex-girlfriend. <laughs> and when he comes back into the room, there might not be any room for him. That's, Heath that's is on good. fire with I like analogies. that. I like that. Uh, yeah. He had, he had a great one on FFT last Friday where – uh, I'll let you. The new nickname for Chris Hogan. Uh, it's Chick-fil-A. Cause he's never, never open on, open Sundays. on Sundays. And then he <laughs> had a good one this morning. But he's playing on Thursday this week, so. He, he had a good one this morning. Um, yeah, can I say? With your, yeah, uh, yeah, his, I don't remember what it was. His son was, uh, not feeling well. And I said, oh, how is he today? And he said, he's more. More Leonard Fournette than TJ Yeldon. <laughs> TJ Yeldon's playing through pain and he was unable to do that. That's great. Alright, he's coming. He's the comedic stylings. Uh, sneak peek at DST. Titans. Titans. Remember the Titans. I will remember. Of course, that. Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, the Broncos are at the Jets. Broncos haven't been very good DST this year. But they are at the Jets. Have you seen, have you seen Sam Darnold? <sighs> have you What's seen? the Patriots ownership? I mean, they- uh, they're, they're low. Patriots are there too. Patriots yeah, like are 53%. Patriots. Uh, good at home so far. And, um, the, if the Broncos can't stop Patrick Mahomes throwing left-handed, I don't know about Darnold. <laughs> they, they played really well though. Give, they give, did. The Broncos yeah. defense played they did. well. They, 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 they get a little leaky with the run defense, but, you know, for what the Chiefs had been doing. Yeah, they just had a, a great, I was highly encouraged and I think you should probably start them. If I, Von, if Von Miller's chasing Sam Darnold like that, he is going to kill him. It is kind of a bad mm-hmm. spot on a short week. Traveling to the East Coast after that emotional loss. But that's a bad offense, though. It is a bad offense. I, I, they're my number 12 defense. I'd probably still start them. And, uh, IDP. IDP, I'll throw out some names. Avery Williamson for the Jets, linebacker, 16% owned, 14 tackles in his last two games. I would imagine a lot of run game for the Broncos could lead to a lot of tackles for Avery Williamson. Cleveland cornerback Demarius Randall, 4% owned. He's had three big games this year. And Terrence Mitchell, who I would have recommended, uh, broke his wrist. So Demarius Randall maybe fills that void. They are a turnover-heavy he defense. He can't play with that? I don't think so. <laughs> if he can, he can't force any fumbles. Uh, Colts linebacker Anthony Walker has 16 tackles in his last two games. Pittsburgh linebacker John Bostick is making plays, getting some sacks. He's 18% owned, and Marcus Hunt is a defensive lineman if you need one. Four sacks this year for the Colts. Defensive lineman Marcus Hunt. 
And uh, that's it. Avery Williamson, Demarius Randall, Anthony Walker, John Bostic, Marcus Hunt. That's three linebackers, a defensive back, and a defensive lineman. Is there Brown anyone should, you'd like to add? Brown should have forced another uh, turnover that they didn't get credit for, which cost them the game. Oh, the fumble. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so man. Terrible. They should have won that game. That wasn't cool. All right, news and notes. Uh, any IDP you guys want to add? No. Okay. Jameis Winston's going to start in week five. Aaron Rodgers wants to get the ball to Devontae Adams and Jimmy Graham more. And if Geronimo Allison or Randall Cobb are out, I would say that's going to happen at Detroit this week. Rob Gronkowski's ankle injury not considered serious. Do we expect Gronk to play this week? Yes. All righty. Uh, we mentioned the timetable for Fournette, likely to miss at least two weeks, according to Adam Schefter. Those would be games at Kansas City and at Dallas. Jack Doyle was listed as a did not practice yesterday, and he's probably not going to play. So, hang on, Eric Ebron. Uh, Atlanta, Atlanta's hopeful that Devontae Freeman can return this week at Pittsburgh. Hayden, I Hurst. love him as a buy low running back. By the way, yeah, yep. Okay. Tevin Coleman kind of flubbed his audition. I just uh, wonder if that knee's ever going to be right. You don't know, but I don't think you have to give up that much to get him. Hayden Hurst has a good chance to play this week. I'll give my stat on the, and not that, not that he's gonna get all the targets, but the three Baltimore tight ends combined have 31 catches, 342 yards, and a touchdown. That would be the second most targets, most catches, and the second most yards if they were one guy. Again, he won't get all of them, it's certainly not this week. But last year, Ben Watson was the number 16 tight end in non-PPR, the number 11 tight end in PPR. And uh, he didn't have that great of a year. I mean, certainly numbers that, that Hayden Hurst could exceed on a per-game basis. So Hurst is 11% owned and uh, expected to play a good chance to play this week. Joe Mixon could play this week. Sammy Watkins left with a hamstring injury. Another bad uh, development for Kenyon Drake. Miami center Daniel Kilgore out for the year with a triceps injury. Also, Jawan James should be able to play this week. He's their right tackle. He was limited uh, with the knee injury. I think it was I think it was a knee injury uh, at New England in Week Four. Miami cornerback Bobby McCain out two to three weeks with a knee injury. Andy Dalton fired up. Aaron Colvin for the Texans cornerback he could be out for the season. Denver right tackle Jared Veldier left in the first quarter, and Kansas City linebacker D Ford left with a groin injury. And do you expect the following players that are on the injury report? Dalvin Cook at Philadelphia. Yes. Ezekiel Elliott at Houston on Sunday night. Yes. Adrian Peterson at New Orleans on Monday night. Kinda. Revenge game. Corey, oh yeah, he'll be there. Corey Clement <laughs> against Minnesota. Not as of now. Darren Sproles against Minnesota. Same. Chris Carson against the Rams. He's expected to play. Yeah. Uh, update. He was expected to play last week too. Thanks Pete. Update on, uh, Heath and our terrible team in the people. We've got a, we've got a new nomination for stupidest things said on the podcast this week. Which one? I won us a league with Andy Dalton with, uh, I've won Andrew us Luck. a league with Andrew Luck. We won! We won! We didn't win. We tied. We tied. You tied? Kareem Hunt with the touchdown at the end. We tied. That sucked. Um, do you expect Marlon Mack on Thursday? Nope. And no on T.Y. Hilton. What about Will Fuller Sunday night? Yeah, it sounds like they're optimistic he'll play. Josh Gordon on Thursday. Yeah, why wouldn't he? I don't know. He was in the injury section of the waiver he wire. Yeah, he's on he's the not, Patriots. He's Everybody's. not fully practicing. <laughs> okay. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald at San Francisco. It doesn't matter if he plays or if he doesn't. You can't start him with any confidence. Geronimo Allison. 
Not as of now. Nope. Sammy Watkins. Nope. Marquise Goodwin. No, I don't think so. Randall Cobb. Nope. The uh, very important, very fantasy relevant, Devontae Parker. How did Devontae Parker make this list? How does he make any list other than I a just list? copied JB's. Like notes. why didn't why didn't you ask us if Cody Latimer was going to play? Uh, <laughs> 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 Email of the day is from Dennis at fantasyfootball@cbsi.com. Don't stress about the time length, Adam. I love it. If I could listen for eight hours every day, if there was that much content to listen to, I'd like to address this issue very, yeah, a lot very, of those, very buddy. briefly. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, here's the deal. I think it's you important. don't like to work. That's the problem. Yeah. I think it's important to address this. Um, you know, if you missed it at like the hour mark or something, I said, we got to speed it up. Jamie said, people love it. Don't worry. And a lot of people responded. Yeah, he's right. Jamie's right. Jamie's the best. Uh, did you hear his catch-up joke on the podcast? It was great. Um, <laughs> I actually have the data that tells me how long people are listening for. So I know while some of you do listen to the whole thing, and that's amazing and we love it, I have to consider... Uh, the people that don't have that long of a commute, the people that for whatever reason don't get to listen to the whole thing. So that's why. So they're gonna miss us, they gotta go by and no, 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 no. No, no, I mean if they could only listen to 50 minutes last week, they would have missed like seven games of recapping, you know? So part of it is just, you know, you're gonna miss some stuff and I put time codes in there so you can skip around. Uh, and if you don't know that, if you don't ever read the descriptions, I do put time codes in there so you can get an idea of when we talk about which things. But I just, that is why I try to speed things up. You hear me say it a lot. That's the reasoning for it. Cause I know mo- most people don't get to listen to the whole thing. So I try to get the relevant info in there, uh, as quickly as possible. And after that one if minute you want, detour. If you want longer podcasts, go outside Adam's house with pitchforks <laughs> and demand more time. Kansas City 27, Denver 23. We'll go quickly on these games cause you know, we gotta save time. I'll tell you why we have to say, oh, we already did that. Uh, Kansas City 27, Denver 23. Any major takeaways from this game? Give Royce Freeman more work. Oh no, give Philip Lindsay more or, work. Or Philip Lindsay. Right. <laughs> They're both awesome. Yeah, a lot of credit to, to Royce Freeman. I mean, they have a really nice combo there, but who would you rather have Royce, rest of, Royce, of, Royce of season, Lindsay or Freeman? I'm going to go Lindsay. I'll say Lindsay as well. I'll take Freeman. I wonder if we would all be saying Freeman if Lindsay didn't get the goal line work in the fourth quarter and they had like taken him out, putting Freeman in, put Freeman sure, in, right? But that, but he got but it. That, sorry, Adam. No, no, he got it. He got the work. He got the touchdown. He, he got the right. So it's going to be a mix and match. I think what gives Lindsay the edge is that he's just more versatile, faster. Certainly he's capable of doing what Royce Freeman can do. The funny they didn't thing pull is him at the goal line. No, none of them are involved in the passing game, which is weird. They need to get Lindsay more targets. He only had two last week or two against. Well, they had like six for the whole year. So last and day. Freeman has two or something. It's, it's Booker. Uh, yeah. It's Booker. They're going to the full committee at running back and I hate them for it. Dumb. Booker will get banged up. And he only had two targets against Kansas City anyway. But he's playing on third downs. And hurry up. It's stupid! <laughs> yeah, and are you ready to drop Demarius Thomas and maybe even Emmanuel Sanders? There's no chance I'm dropping Sanders. Um, Ten-team non-PPR? I would let go of Thomas if it meant getting TJ Yeldon. Absolutely. You could drop both in ten-team league. Thomas certainly before Sanders. Sanders is getting some carries every now and then. Um, but, uh, well, a, like a carry every now and then. Yeah, Tom, it's very disappointing. Case Keenum, you're not, uh, you're not, uh, you're not good. Movie, movie line, movie quote. 
You're not uh you're not good Caddyshack, Caddyshack. And Cortland Sutton That's the line from Caddyshack you're gonna recite? Oh Dave, this isn't Russia. Cortland Sutton, three catches, fifty one yards, and um yeah, I guess he's okay in deep leagues, twenty six percent of We don't care about Jeff Hireman, he led the team in receiving. Baltimore. I think oh, we should okay. care a little right. more about Jeff Hireman. I agree. Might be, might be. Go he's ahead. He's a streamer. He's a streamer this week. That's he's a streamer. And he'll become more of a streamer when we get four teams on a bye. Baltimore 26, Pittsburgh 14. Baltimore, first of all, Kansas City had the ball for 10 more minutes than Denver. Baltimore had the ball for 10 more minutes than Pittsburgh. Uh, and Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco is another guy who was just throwing the ball a lot more than certainly than I expected. He's averaging 43 pass attempts per game. It's not a huge surprise because if you look at his his previous three years, he averaged 41, 42, and 34 pass attempts per game. This so offense is all about him now. They they can't get anything reliable out of their run game, and they've got Joe John Brown as a great deep threat for Joe Flacco, and they've got weapons around him. I think that the identity of the Ravens' offense is now clearly Joe Flacco. And if you look at the Ravens, it's not, it's not entirely that they, their pass run split is just way out of whack and they're throwing the ball over the field and not running it. Cause they did have, I think, 25 rush attempts in this game. It's that they are running so many plays. They're averaging like 75 plays per game. 20 more than the Dolphins or Cowboys. Wow. wow. All right. Where are you guys at with Alex Collins right now? Flex. I don't feel very good about him. The, the two fumbles in the first four games of the season. It's obvious why Buck Allen has been getting a lot of the goal line work. And now I think he's going to start cutting into the regular work too. The Buck Allen fullback dive will live forever. Thankfully, fullback dive usually comes from the one yard line because he only gets two yards per carry. <laughs> I have a, I have a league where I own both of these guys and it's a PPR league. You got to go I'm Allen. I'm struggling with who to start this week. It the catches have been close though for them recently. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I believe in Collins talent. It's just. Can he hang on to the football? It's a huge, huge concern. I, I do suppose that he's a super buy low right now because I could see a lot of owners. Like, we're getting sh- questions, should I drop Alex Collins? Sure. And I just and, think it's hard to drop anyone who's going to get work at running back. The public shaming from Harbaugh will help. I hope so. I hope so. Uh, it's going to somehow help him hold on to the football? It did last year. Yeah, I guess it did. He didn't lose any fumbles when he was that guy last year. But I almost fumble. think it takes Buck Allen playing so bad he for several games. He could not play any worse. Like, is he going to run for negative yards? I, that's almost what it's going to have to take in order for Alex Collins but to really get But part of it, though, with, with Allen, though, he's he's getting the ball in obvious running situations, killing the clock at the goal line. That's why his yards per carry is what it is. He's not a talented player, but he's just getting – you know what they're doing when right. he's on the field. And, uh all right. Well, I'm assuming we'd take both Denver running backs over Alex Collins at this point. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm good with that. Let's move on. Let's get into the waiver wire and the dropo meter. Also, I do want to talk to the uh, to the gentleman out there in the audience. You know, you've been you work hard, you play hard. You deserve a really nice suit. All right, this is something that if you don't have a custom suit, a made-to-measure suit, you don't know what you're missing. I did not know what I was missing until I got my Indochino suit. This like really slick gray suit fits me absolutely perfectly i got my little monogram on the inside i love the jacket lining i love every single detail you know why i love every detail because i picked every detail i told them exactly what i wanted and now i have the best piece of clothing i mean it is just beautiful 
and I really look forward to being able to wear it. I wish I got to wear my Indochino suit more. If you want a suit like this, if you want to be able to pick every every detail of it, your fabric, your color, all the customizations, go to Indochino.com or visit a showroom. But you can do it all from home at Indochino.com, I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O, and then use the promo code FFT at checkout, and you will get any premium Indochino suit for just $359. That is 50% off the regular price. $359 for a custom suit is a great deal. Indochino.com, 50% off uh, the regular price for a made-to-measure premium suit with free shipping. And Indochino, by the way, also expanding into casual clothing. Your made-to-measure chinos will quickly become your go-to pant. Uh, suit jackets, sweaters, they got this stuff all starting at $79. So go to Indochino.com and use that promo code FFT for 50% off the price of a made-to-measure suit. Uh, the drop meter today, we start with Michael Crabtree. Michael Crabtree. Um, these are listener-submitted drop meters Six. Less than a PPR. Call it four in a PPR. Seven and five. This guy's doing nothing this this year. All I think right. he's on pace for 112 catches. Crabtree is? Yeah. Um, really? Unless I read that wrong. No, he is. I think he has 18 catches in four games. Uh, we got to so look this up because multiply that by nine. Either my stat is he does have 18. He's on pace for 72 catches. Yeah. And 736 yards and four touchdowns. Yeah, I read it wrong. Okay, <laughs> maybe the targets. <laughs> Um, you know, he had 10, 10, and 8 targets in his last three games, but it's just not happening. Alright, so, so he's droppable, uh, Crabtree. Not a 10, but he's droppable, Michael Crabtree. Uh, Derek Henry, 0 to 10. 0. Am I crazy for liking him this I week? I do like him this week too. Isn't it nuts? Yep. 2. Do you know how many, well, I wrote this down somewhere, give me one second. How many snaps has Derek Henry played inside the 5 yard line this season? Because this is what we were counting on the most from Derrick Henry was the goal line work. How many snaps from five yards or closer this season for Derrick Henry? Adam Azer, take a guess. I'm going to say two because I, I I don't really remember them being that close. I'm going to say 12. Jamie? Uh, 42. Dave? Two. Answer? Two. I nailed it. Booyah. Yeah. They haven't had and any opportunities. Deion Lewis has only had one carry from four yards or closer. I'm sorry. He's had one carry. Four snaps. Yeah. I messed up my question. That's okay. It's four. It, so let me just get this right so everybody yeah. knows. Everybody can laugh at Dave because he did something stupid again. We'll laugh. Uh, they both have played four snaps from five yards or closer all year. Mm. So I was wrong. Yeah, that's yeah. not, that's not much. All right. So he's got Buffalo this week. So don't drop Derrick Henry. If he doesn't do well against Buffalo, we can, uh, we can revisit Kenyon Drake. Zero. Yeah, zero. Evan Ingram. Zero. Uh, five. Yeah, I, I would say seven or eight. I One. don't want to drop him, but I right. could have a team where my bench does not have anybody I want to drop, and I'm just not going to carry two tight Exactly. Ends. Chris Hogan. Uh, ten. Five hundred and seventy-three. <laughs> I completely agree. I just I am a little interested to see what happens if they move him out of the slot. If that would open up opportunities for him, he played like 87 percent of the snaps. Well, they're like going to move him out of the slot. They're not going to bench him. <laughs> uh, they might actually. Corey Clement, zero, three. I'd prefer to keep him. 
I would too. All right, Corey Clement. Larry Fitzgerald. Ten in a ten team league. It's gotta be non PPR though. Even PPR. Four. Josh Rosen looked great against Seattle. I can't help but think that he will help all the receivers in Arizona do a little bit better than what they've been doing. And uh, that'll include Larry. Drop o meter on Jamal Williams. I'm not ready to give it a high number yet. I'll say three. I'll, I'm okay with that. That's fine. Eight in a 10 team league. And zero in a 14 team league. <laughs> yeah. Three in a 12 team league. I mean, they're, they're just in, in shallower formats. You can get away from these guys. There, there's Aaron Jones is on the waiver wire in 10 team league. Jamal Williams. So we'd rather have Aaron Jones than Jamal Williams. Right. So yeah. like I would yes. make that switch. Yeah. Uh, Peyton Barber. 10. I don't know. I, I'm going to say small. This is how I feel about how Jamie felt about Jamal Williams is how I feel about Peyton Barber. I think the smaller leagues, you can absolutely cut him. Let's, let's call it a six. He's not someone you have to hold during his bye week. Well, and Ray wants to know if he, if you would drop Marvin Jones for John Brown. Yes. I would try to drop somebody other than Jones to get Brown, but if that was the worst player on my bench, I would do it. I'd rather have Brown than Jones. Let's go to the waiver wire. Let's look at quarterbacks. Okay, so we gave you the sneak peek. Blake Bortles. I'm going to tell you his fantasy points in five games without Leonard Fournette in six-point-per-passing touchdown leagues. 18, 18, 31, 40, and 8. So two great games, three bad ones. And well, at the time, those 18s were good. No, they were, 18 was never good. They were, I won't say they were bad, but they were, they were not. Last I, year, 18 was good. I doubt they were top 12 weeks. Maybe around 12. Could have been bye weeks, you never know. Could have been. Um, at Kansas City, he did score 27 fantasy points in this past game. Fournette played 31% of the snaps. Uh, alright, so, is, does anybody like Flacco or Mariota or Carr? Better than Bortles this week. No. The only streamer I like better than Bortles is Dalton. And he's 70% owned, so he's not quite available. I'll take Bortles over Dalton. I'll t- Bortles is number one for me. Overall? Be- uh, yes. Yes, he's at the top <laughs> of my quarterback rank. <laughs> he's the number one streamer the, and the number one pickup. The fun thing is, who, who's the better quarterback in that game? Bortles or Mahomes? It's Mahomes. I have Bortles ranked higher. Oh, wow. I can't wait for this game. Oh man, so excited. I'm excited to just like do the research and break it down. Uh, Jameis Winston, Mitchell Trubisky, who's a better stash? Jameis. Jameis. Okay. It's Jameis. Let's talk about the other guys. Dak Prescott, Josh Rosen, CJ Bethard. Thoughts? Desperation to quarterback super flex league guys. Okay. Uh, Bethard is at San Francisco, and they are pretty damn bad against. He is at San Francisco, but he's not going to play against the 49ers. He's going to play against Josh Rosen. Is that team? Josh Rosen is that. Rosen's got a great matchup. Yeah, Rosen's got the. He does have a great matchup. Um, pardon me. And you know, Alex Smith is 80% owned. I put him in here just in case at New Orleans on Monday night. He just like like Alex Smith's production so far just doesn't do it for you in this landscape. Do you think he's capable of of more? Okay, he's like, morphed back into Alex Smith. Yeah, if you were giving me 20 points two out of three weeks, you'd be fine with that. 23, 12, and 20 points in three weeks, but not not now. But at New Orleans could be could be really good for him. Could I, be. Could be. I guess my question is, are you getting away from Alex Smith for Bortles? Yes. Carr? 
These guys? Not Carr. Yes. No, not Carr. I'll take um, Carr. I will take Smith over Carr, but I'll take Bortles and Flacco over Smith. Agreed. Okay. All right. And what do you think about Ryan Tannehill coming off a bad game? But we were somewhat enthused beforehand. No, Drop thanks. Him. Drop him. <laughs> Man, how quick we are to... Well, I mean, if you're if you're able to stash Jameis, you'd rather do that if you're not going to play Tannehill. If you're looking at streaming, stash Trubisky over Tannehill, at uh, this point m- too. maybe. Um, and, and you're just looking at streaming options. What what's attractive about him this week? Well, the, okay, what was attractive about him last week? We we had the Patriots him the, were terrible. The, the Bengals are terrible. They allow the six most fantasy points to quarterbacks. Every quarterback they face has scored yes, twenty two or more. And now he's lost another offensive lineman. I don't want Tannehill. I'm just saying, like it, it's. The worst, the worst place to be against the Bengals is not having the ability to block up the middle with Geno Atkins. Okay, running backs, running backs. So TJ Yeldon, how much fab on TJ Yeldon? Fifteen percent. Higher. I might go up to twenty-five percent if I was mm-hmm. had a bad record and was in a bad spot. I need a running but back bad. Got to win in week five. But again, if I'm not, I'm probably not going over fifteen percent. Dave, would you have laughed if after you had said higher if I went? How much fab on TJ Yeldon? Yes. <laughs> All right, damn. Should we rewind? All right, just pretend I said it, everybody. TJ Yeldon, Naeem Hines. So Heath, you've been, you talked about this on Sunday, you talked about it earlier today at New England on Thursday. Opportunity for Hines and PPR. Yeah, I think this is a situation where he could see like a Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara type workload in the passing game. And, um, like in PPR, it's probably going to make him a top 24 running back this week. Okay. Tariq Cohen would be a stash. He's on a bye this week. Mike Davis, uh, he had 21 carries, but we expect Carson to play this week. They also, Pete Carroll said that he's going to use Davis and Carson moving forward. Oh, so nice. he's just going to go ahead and Great. put some nuclear waste in the spring water here in Seattle's run game. Yeah, that's really exciting news. Um so, uh. It might be exciting if you're a Seahawks fan. Rod Smith, just in case Zeke doesn't play, he's 7% owned. He scored four touchdowns in six games without Zeke last year. Rod Smith. Uh, Ronald Jones, maybe you want to stash him. Would you drop Peyton Barber for Ronald Jones? Yes. I'd rather hold Jones over the bye than Barber. I would probably drop both of those for any of the other running backs that we're talking about. We also got Wendell Smallwood, Robert Turbin, Nick Chubb, Deontay Foreman. Uh, yeah, all guys that could take a shot on. But other than Yeldon, who are you going to be excited about adding this week? Hines stands out to me as somebody to be excited about just because I think, I think he's got that role locked up. So Indianapolis has a lot of questions at running back, but the one thing they can do well is have luck dump it off to Naheem Hines and let him make a play. And he made some plays. Um, to help Luck get to four touchdowns last week. They're going to be in a lot of games where Luck's going to have to throw. And Hines is going to – he might end up being their best running back overall this season, which is pretty exciting. And he's not playing special teams, which we, I mean, yeah. that was one of the concerns. He sucked at special teams in the preseason. Now his focus is all offense all the time. And I think Reich probably sees him as his version of Darren Sproles. Would you – Oh, by the way, I should talk to Frank Reich about the tie that Heath and I had in the For the People League and see if we should just count it as a loss. Uh, would you drop Jamal Williams for Naeem Hines? In PPR, yes. 
Okay. Would you rather have Aaron Jones or Naeem Hines? Aaron Jones. All right. Um, any interest in Marlon Mack? No. Some. It's mild. But if there is a running back who's on waivers that has a chance to be the best early downs guy for Indy, it's him. I think he's better than Turbin. It's just a matter of him staying healthy. And any interest in Corey Grant for Jacksonville, 12% owned? I'm watching him while he sits on the waiver wire. Okay. Deeper leagues, you can stash Corey Grant. Do you actually stare at your computer and like look at the waiver wire? Or <laughs> do what usually something. happens? What usually happens is uh, it's Saturday night. My wife's asleep. I go downstairs. I light a candle. I open my laptop. When you say your wife's asleep, that's like seven a seven p.m. No, no, no. She's she's normal. Um, she's the night owl. Yeah, she she's on the normal schedule. But then you'd be sleeping. Me. Yeah, but I'm, I'm trying to be goofy here. He wakes up here. in the middle of the night. I'm trying to he tell you that candle. I have romantic moments with my computer's waiver wire. That's creepy. Yeah, that's a lot of ways we can you go succeeded. with that. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Waiverhub.com. Uh, wide receiver. Wow. Wide receiver, ladies and gentlemen. Wide receiver. Uh, alright, so how excited are you about DD Westbrook and or Dante Moncrief this week? I mean, look, Westbrook's been good in three or four games for PPR, two exceptional games. Um, and with the way that this game should unfold, I think Blake Bortles is a little bit more accurate than Case Keenum. So, yeah, uh, uh, I think really? he, he said it. He said it either on one of our shows. Um, Westbrook has clearly been Marquise Lee, yeah. and Keelan Cole has still been Keelan Cole. So, um, I, I think Westbrook is in line for it if if those targets stay the way they are to have a great game this week. Yeah, in a PPR league, he's my favorite. He's my favorite in either format, but in the PPR league, I feel good about starting D.D. Westbrook this week. Mm-hmm. Keelan Cole is a guy that I'm putting in my flex, and, man, I hope he scores a touchdown or catches a long pass. It's weird how Cole had a ton of targets in week two, and my guess it's just because they were trying to attack those outside corners of the Patriots. And, that, and then since then, he's done nothing. But last week, the Jaguars were smart, and they went after the slot corner for the Jets. I thought Cole could kick back in there. Turned out Westbrook stayed right where he was, had a great game. So they're going to find the weakness in that in that Chiefs defense. Guess what? It's everywhere. Um, just, and, ask, just ask Booker McFarland, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, was he attacking them yesterday? Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so Westbrook. Give me some guys you drop for Westbrook. Uh, Ten-team league? Demaris Thomas. Larry Fitzgerald. Hogan? Hogan. How about... Uh, Crabtree for Westbrook. Yes. Yeah. Okay. In a 10 teamer, I would. Would you rather have Sterling Shepard or DD Westbrook? Shepard. Shepard. As long as Evan Ingram's out, Shepard. Would you drop Chris Godwin for, for Westbrook? No. I'd rather have Westbrook than Godwin. In, if I need to start him this week. In a 10 team league, I would do that because you're going to find Chris Godwin type of guys available. I don't think anybody's going to rush to pick up Godwin on his bye week. On his bye, yeah. The fact that he's still available and somebody, I mean, look, we could sit here and tell you to a blue in the face how good he's going to be, but it's just not moving the, the, the number very much. No, but this is the right time to say that because, you know, that's a sneaky guy. Nobody's going to be looking at Chris Godwin right now and he's go, he's going into a bye. He could have a really nice year for you and keep an eye. Zero dollar, zero bid if you can do that or third or fourth run through waivers. Yeah. 
Uh, Moncrief is only 9% owned. He had 109 yards and a touchdown for the Jaguars last week. And now we'll face the Chiefs. Taewon Taylor, we talked about. Seven catches for 77 yards on nine targets. It was an overtime game. Mariota threw 43 passes. It's kind of high for him, but. But just keep in mind though, Tredavious White is most likely going to match up with Corey Davis. So as great as Corey Davis looked last week, there's going to be a letdown coming. Unless they put Davis in the slot. In their last three games, keep this in mind too, more for starter sit purposes with Corey Davis and maybe adding Taewon Taylor. In their last three games, Buffalo has allowed only one wide receiver to score double-digit fantasy points in non-PPR. That was Adam Thielen. So not Diggs, not Devontae Adams. and No, not- he takes away the number one guy. And also, I mean, to that said, in week one, they gave up three touchdowns to Baltimore wide receivers. But um, Who, Who's the number one guy for Baltimore? Uh, three of them, apparently. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, all right, Kiki QT we've talked about. He's He's unowned and worth a shot, but Will Fuller expected to play, but... QT had 15 targets. Uh, Taylor the Gabriel. Way to, the way to beat Dallas also is out of the slot where he'll line up a lot. Uh, Taylor Gabriel, 5% owned. Chester Rogers. Yeah, I mean, we gotta talk about the, the Colts with, uh, Chester Rogers and Zach Pascal. And Ryan Grant. And Ryan Grant. And what do you think about these guys without T.Y. Hilton? Rogers is their slot guy and Grant and Pascal will work the outside. Pascal's a big dude. 6'2. They're, they're yeah. awful. They are so bad. <laughs> but they've got a quarterback who was throwing lasers. Yeah, I, that's, lasers. he's going to be a tricky one, Andrew Luck. Are we going to trust I Andrew agree. Luck this week? I'm sitting him. Without I am Hilton. too. Me too. But I think that there's – I think he made his receivers better in a plus matchup at home, and that's – the difference like he's that kind of quarterback obviously that can do that and he certainly did it and no arm concerns anymore after uh after the game against Houston but this is a tough spot for him I don't hate Rodgers in full PPR if you're desperate I can't remember I'm sure it's happened before but I cannot remember a week where looking at Jamie's waiver wire notes and that the last two guys after Rodgers and Pascal are Cameron Meredith and Marquez Valdez Scantling for the Packers. The, look at the ownership. So D.D. Westbrook is 39% owned. The other guys we've named, Moncrief, 9%. Taewon Taylor, 4%. Kiki QT, 0%. Taylor Gabriel, 5%. Chester Rogers, 2%. Zach Pascal, 0%. Cam Meredith, 16%. Valdez Scantling, 1%. So that means if you're in deep leagues, you actually have some good options, guys that might be able to sneak you in some fantasy points. If you're in shallower leagues, maybe you're not that active at wide receiver. But I think that's cool. I mean, I think that there's a lot, these guys are so available. And I think that's really unique. I like it. Uh, okay. Thank, that's, that's my little soliloquy. Tight ends. I like it. Yeah, it's fun. It's different. It's tight ends with, uh, Trey Burton and the Bucks on by this week. Vance McDonald is number one, 53%. How much fab on Vance McDonald? 10 to 15%, depending on your, Situation. Yeah, I was going to say 8 to 10, but he is mm-hmm. by far the best streamer this week. Right. And could be a starter the rest of the way. You definitely want to get Greg Olson stashed. Greg Olson, uh, not likely to play this week, uh, but get him stashed. Hayden Hurst, 11% owned. Gave you the stats about Ben Watson, number 16 in non-PPR, number 11 in PPR last year. Uh, Tyler Croft. Tyler Croft was actually 11th. He's kind of the opposite of what Watson was last year. Tyler Croft was 11th in non-PPR. And 15th in PPR last year, he scored seven touchdowns, so he could be a touchdown guy for you. And he did that all in the final 13 games. Ah, cool. 
that was when Eifert went down. Went yeah. down. Tyler Croft, one. Uzama's actually had more targets and catches. They both have gotten, you know, crumbs because of Eifert, but Uzama's actually gotten a little bit more. I would imagine Uzama stays in his role, and they just bump and, up Croft. And Croft becomes more of the receiving tight end. And Cameron Brait is, I, I think someone I'm gonna try to stash. Uh, he's 15% owned. He's on a buy, but at Atlanta next week and had a touchdown at Chicago in week four. Had touchdown two straight games and OJ Howard's gonna miss some time. And Jeff Swain, Jeff Swain played more snaps than any Dallas pass catcher last week. He played 93% of the snaps. Houston has allowed three touchdowns to catch, three Tight ends to catch a touchdown in four games. So, look, I don't know that I'm picking Jeff Swaim up anywhere, but he's Why not? I hope I don't have to. He's got 12 targets in his last two games, eight catches, 86 yards, and then the touchdown last week. He is – he feels a little more touchdown dependent than not, but I like the volume. Yeah. And he might actually be part of the key to opening things up in this Dallas offense. Ricky Seals-Jones is 21%. He is facing a team that is allowed a touchdown to a tight end in every single game. Ricky Seals-Jones, 21%. And Antonio Gates is 8% owned. He's got Oakland this week. Uh, so Swaim, Seals-Jones, Gates, how would you prioritize those three? I'd go RSJ, then I think I'd take my chance on Swaim over Gates. Yeah, and I'd put Hireman in there too. Yeah, I'd go RSJ, Hireman, Swaim. Would you rather have Seals Jones or Hayden Hurst? I mean, it's clearly dependent on if you need someone this week. Yep. Right. So Hurst rest of season, Seals Jones this week. Yeah, no, there is a chance that Hurst plays. You know, that they, they talked about him trying to get him in last week's game. So, but there's going to be some rust. He's still a rookie tight end. Do you have any? He's like 25 years old. Interest in Hooper this week at Kansas City. Or no, excuse me, at, at Pittsburgh. He's at Pittsburgh. He's touchdown or bust. And, and uh, you know, in, I liked him last week thinking, oh, yeah, the, the Falcons will hit him for a touchdown. And they hit Logan Paulson for the he touchdown. He was open for a touchdown, and Ryan missed him. Yeah. That is true. That That's is true. true. Yeah, Steelers will have second most points to tight ends. Sorry. Steelers will have second most points to tight ends. Uh, Austin Sperian Jenkins, any interest in him at Kansas City? No. Again, touchdown or bust. How, how do you feel about George Kittle right now, 82% owned? Uh, he made one great play that was kind of an accident, and other than that, he had good volume. Yeah, like would you? Drop, I don't think he's going to get many eighty-two yard touchdowns. Would you drop Kittle for Vance McDonald? No, I would not. I actually would. I think I would if I needed a tight end that I for this week, and this was my only guy to drop. But I think somebody would pick him up immediately. DSTs. So I wouldn't like it, but I would do it. We got. The Titans ahead of the pack. The Broncos, Patriots, the Panthers against the Giants. Panthers are sneaky. Giants allow the fifth most fantasy points to DSTs. Only one interception this year for the Giants, but we know about their line, and they just don't score a lot of points. Uh, and the Cardinals just, are at San Francisco. Just keep in mind, Thomas Davis does not return this week. Yeah, next week, right? Next week. Uh, okay, so Titans, Broncos, Patriots, Panthers, Cardinals. Uh, I couldn't really think of anyone else. I think that's good. Who do the Browns have this week? I keep forgetting. Ravens. Joe Flacco. So probably not the, with the Browns, right? But I think they're owned in like almost 80% of them. Oh, they are right. now? Okay. Alrighty then. And kickers. Ryan Suckup at, Bof- at Buffalo. Kaimi Fairbairn 
against Dallas, Graham Gano against the Giants. I think Dustin Hopkins at, at New Orleans. Oh, you, f- you fools. The Browns are 61% owned. 61. My bad. Yeah. Yeah, it was your bad. I'm uh, going to save Team Name Tuesday for tomorrow. We'll do it on a Wednesday. Oh, man. Why <laughs> would you do that? Because I You have so much time. more time you could still use. <laughs> and, no, but uh, you, this is the perfect time to do it, actually, if half the people have stopped listening. That's very true. And we forgot Idiot Moron of the Week. So there's well, that, but too. I think we've got a nomination. But you know what, though? <laughs> Wait, we do have um, that one segment. Oh, yeah? What was that? I missed you it. You know, the, the good one. The good one? Well, yeah. Gotta go by. Gotta go by for Jamie. All right, that's Jamie. That's Heath and Dave. I'm Adam. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Uh, Fantasy football today.